What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good yeah. old humor, man. Yeah, so, uh, I was quite, I was quite, uh, quite, quite shocked just now, Because uh, I think I was, I was just bitching about something, and then uh. suddenly you were like, "Oh, uh, yeah, so we're recording already." And uh. I'm like, "Whoa, that's like, it's like, um, you just did the intrusion silent, of privacy, eh? intrusion of privacy. You did that thing. It's like filming, filming your partner in the middle of, uh, hey, fuck you, know, you like kind of thing <laughs> without informing, <laughs> without getting consent. That's what it felt like I, for me." I was I a literally, victim. I literally said we are going to record. I hit record. There's a freaking number that shows up on your screen. Okay. I wasn't even on. I've, I've, like you, I have learned to have 3 million tabs open. I'm not <laughs> even on that tab at that point of time. So you, and then you just hit record. <laughs> and then you got to ask for people's consent, Harish. Have, have you not learned from YouTubers? Yeah, dude. Past and present. I, you can't just do this dude, thing. Yeah. Don't give me this nonsense. This is our 398th <laughs> episode. No? We've been through this 397 <laughs> times. Don't suddenly make an just, accusation. <laughs> I'm just happily <laughs> bitching about something. And then suddenly Harish, oh, we're recording already. And I'm like, what? Wow, that was not cool, yo. Not cool. In so this day and age, man. Not cool, So man, then now cool. the thing is, what was Terrence bitching about? Oh, mm. dun, dun, dun. Big question mark, yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, kids, don't do that. Don't like hit record on your phones, whatever, audio or video without someone's consent. Like, yeah, and and people who have been through the, the same kind of processes multiple times also understand that there is a certain level of familiarity that is that people get used to. Yeah. Feeling, oh, okay. yeah. If and if you understanding the process, decide all of a sudden one day, hey, you know what? Now I feel like this is different. Then mm-hmm. you need to look at the context, Terence. Just yeah. now, if people were listening, they would think I'm a creep. Um, mm. and in this day and age, in the news, there are a lot of creeps floating around. Mm. So, so it's a very, very accusatory uh thing you said, no, Terence. I know, but a wise man once said, uh, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. So that's what happens here. I think both sides, we assumed. I think you assumed that I would just, I know that you're recording. I assumed that you, I assumed that you would, you would, you know, keep the decorum and at least inform me if we're, if we're recording what I'm saying. That, uh, yeah. that statement alone, right? You are putting yourself in a, on a pedestal. No? They kind of like a supposed equal statement is nonsense. There is nonsense. Yes. That was just a wayang only, wayang. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, making an ass out of you. Actually, actually, yeah. We before we go into all that, um, there there are some changes afoot for our podcast also, lah, right? Mm. Um, which which we do, we we you know can start teasing now, I suppose. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, because you know we usually do a plug, but I just thought maybe we should just let everyone know that actually, uh, you know, a lot of people have been asking us to. To, to to actually see what where our reactions are on our podcast and everything, rather than just hear them, right? Mm. So we are planning something in the near future of mm. uh, possibly, uh, you know, really moving on, moving our entire podcast to YouTube, right? As in being able being able to see the full podcast as a video on YouTube. But not moving lah. It'll be coexisting. Ah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You can you can still you can still consume in audio form lah. Mm. Um, so supplementing it with the video as well, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Um, and also starting an OnlyFans account, so you can also see more of us. Yeah, yeah. But and, and it'll be entirely with consent, right? It'll have, it'll have yes, consent. Yes, 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 correct, correct. I mean, OnlyFans <laughs> is very consent-based, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. Just oh, one, one, one update we did do in the back end, because what Terrence was talking about front end going forward, what we might change, we actually shifted podcast host, like the mm. hosting mm. platform. So yes. hopefully, all of y'all who face streaming issues or downloading issues in the past, um, especially for the more popular episodes, uh, you shouldn't be facing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tristan helped uh, migrate our entire thing over, so shout out to him. Uh, but yeah, yeah, hopefully you don't face any more issues. Like if you do, please just give us a heads up. Yeah, yeah. So you see, we do listen to feedback, uh, and we do we when we say we're monitoring, we're really monitoring. And when we find that there's a problem, we really do make the changes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. Correct. Cool. But yeah, cool. 
yeah, I think I guess that was our plug, you know. Uh, but yeah, just keep you know if you have feedback, just keep giving it to us so that we also can adjust accordingly, lah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Cool. 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 All right. So shall, yes. we, shall we jump into the first uh, first topic? For sure. For sure. All right. Okay. So the the first topic is about uh another minister. It's a and it's a minister driven topic. Um, mm. and it is about a speech that Chan Jun Singh gave. Um, mm. who's the education minister? Uh, that yeah. he gave at uh, Raffles Institution for its bicentennial lecture on Tuesday, May sixteenth. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, like um, the what you might call it, it was a speech, but it was just interesting because uh, I mean, we've mentioned before on the podcast that both Terence and I did study at RI for secondary mm-hmm. school, so mm-hmm. we just thought, oh, it's an interesting thing to dive into, lah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but and, yeah, it's crazy. A uh, bicentennial RI. Uh, RI was literally founded in like 1823, you know. Yeah, man. Like four years after the British colonized uh, Singapore. Yeah. Or at least, what was it called? Singapore back then? Yeah, yeah. Colonized and then called it Singapore, like, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, four years later, they already founded the school already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Singapore was founded in 1817 or 1819? 19. 19. 19. Wow, bro. Oh, and what the fuck is 1817? <laughs> yeah. Bro, wow. Fuck you, uh-huh. you're, well, you go RI or history or so. <laughs> It's history also, you feel history class. Uh. Then what well, the hell uh, happened in 1817? Something happened in 1817. A lot happened in 1817, but it wasn't the founding <laughs> of RI, okay? Or okay. Singapore. Or Singapore, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. 1817, okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, so 1819, correct. 1819. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, no. So, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, 1817, just some random person received knighthood. Okay, never mind. So, so 200, uh, 200 year anniversary, I said, Older school in Singapore, right? Mm, mm. Um, and essentially, he was talking to I think uh, a few hundred students from mm. a bunch of different schools. Oh, yeah. audience of about five hundred people. Um, mm. so it was students from different schools, la. Um, mm. and he gave a speech, and then he fielded some questions after that, and some yeah. quotable quotes, la, that that were used in the headlines of the articles that covered it. Uh, were things like um, the, he urges RI to help bring out the best in wider education system, um, RI has a duty to bring others along and let more mm, benefit. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can go over like overall what he said before we dive into it. But but what, what made you want to talk about this specifically? Eh? Um, I mean, I, I found it quite interesting that the, firstly, that the event wasn't just like uh, only RI students, right? That they opened mm. it up to students from other schools. So, and uh, like what the headline was saying, like, that that I think Chan Jun Singh made a point that it's not about uh, uh, about uh, raffles, reflection, ex- exceptionalism, but about bringing others with you, like, which is, uh, you know, quite, I, 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 as an RI boy who, you know, went there uh, during the 90s and, and, and it was really during the formative years of your, of your life, uh, back then it was I remember the rhetoric was always about you guys are the future leaders of Singapore you know hmm. uh, I don't know how many times I heard that, that phrase until it almost became like uh, what do you call it I, in, the, in those days we didn't call it a meme la, but we would just make fun of it la, future leaders of Singapore and all that la, right like people ask you um, what you want to grow up to be yeah. a leader Future leaders. Leader. I mean, yeah, leader. Yeah, maybe maybe people who haven't been to RI uh, might not understand the context. But RI really like there, there's this there's a overboding sense of uh, history and accomplishment uh, when you walk through the you know the the main halls and everything mm. Because I remember back then, maybe maybe it's not not so now, but back then they literally had like photos of notable alumni just hung around like the the main atrium area right mm. under a giant a giant school um the, the, what do you call it the logo of the school mm, and like crest, photos the crest. yeah the crest yeah and then photos of all the notable alumni uh, not just politicians or what but you know doctors surgeons uh, you know people who had so-called made it in life lah. And mm. so there was this uh, sense of like, oh, you know, you got to live up to the expectations of being a RI boy because you are the future leaders of Singapore, so you cannot behave certain ways and that. Lah. And mm. when you keep telling that to to a 12-year-old or 14-year-old or whatever, right, it, it kind of like, 
uh, I mean, for me, like, at least, definitely there was a little bit of that drinking of the cool aid. Like. Mm. And, uh, you know, for better or worse, it kind of makes you think like, oh, yes, yes, there's something exceptional about uh, being here, being an RI boy, and, you know, you got you work hard, that's why you're here with this group and all that kind of thing. Like. Um, mm. So, yeah, that, that was like, that's why I found it interesting to contrast with what uh, Chan Chu Singh is saying now. The message is really not about that you guys are a special bunch of people, but that you must do well, but also bring others with you. Mm. Mm. But for uh, you, why why was it why was why is this an uh, interesting topic for you? I think because in in the current uh, time where you know elitism and inequality is a huge ass topic, mm. um, it's just I, I just wanted. I found it interesting what is being communicated to youngsters. Because like, like what you said, mm-hmm. when I look back at it, I mean, they were great years of my life um, mm. and I did benefit from going there. La. But it's something mm. now also, you know, as, uh, I, I, I think we have spoken about this like outside of the mm. podcast. Like, hey, if our kids can go to RI, would we send? And I've, I've um, spoken about this with other friends also because there's that whole, oh, it's elite now is like almost like a very negative connotation. Like it, mm. there, there has been negative connotations in the past, but now it feels like if you are part of the elite, you are guilty unless proven innocent to a certain extent. Mm. Um, mm. And then you also see stuff like the most, our recent podcast also was also about people in power having access to things that people not in power don't have to. Mm. So I just thought mm. it would be, it'd be interesting. But I do also remember what, what you're saying, like a future leader of Singapore. So, mm. so when you say you drink the Kool-Aid, that means like you out with your friends, 10 people, if someone needs to pay the bill, do you think to yourself, I am a future leader? I and need to be right. the one to pay. No, because you're a future leader, that's why you oh, don't need you to pay. Oh, then you tell someone. Yeah, what? you tell someone to do it. Yeah, <laughs> because you're so busy, you're so busy leading Singapore that you don't have time to go and deal with little things like paying bills and all that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the danger, you see. That's the danger of like uh, elitism like, that you start to think that I, you know, peasants won't understand that people are beneath you. They won't understand the things. The things I have about, to worry yeah. about. Oh, the things keeping me up at night are so <laughs> difficult and so busy. And oh, you know how hard it is to run a country. That kind of thing, lah. Which uh, is, uh, you know, uh, it is. I, I, I think, especially when you're talking about young kids in the formative years, um, maybe one thing that that back then. Okay, I'm not criticizing whatever the education system is now because I'm not a product. I, I'm not in school now, right? But yeah. if I'm looking back back then, if anything, it's probably to, yeah, la, there was, I think there needs to be more emphasis on teaching empathy, la, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding what others go through and it's not just about, you know, doing well for yourself, but again, like what Chan Chun Singh is saying here, to, to bring others, bring others with you, pull others along with you. So, yeah. I mean, you think about yeah, I think there's a video on CNA of what the speech looked like, uh, what the setting of, of the speech was. It was in the very grand hall with the RI, but, you know, there are a lot of students from other schools all sitting in the crowd as well. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, and then I think there are a lot of people came forward and were asking questions and, and a lot of, these were a lot of students from other schools, which was nice. Uh. I think that's a yeah. good thing. So, yeah. so at this point, I'll just go uh, like a high, high level overview of the things that he spoke about. Uh. So, mm-hmm. um, intro, um, he talked about the founding, um, and he went through like, you know, Arai is 200 years old. Um, mm. Arai has been at the crossroads of Singapore at many different points, like during its founding, um, during war, uh, and now at this new challenge that the world is facing, like, you know, having come out of the pandemic and mm. the economics downturn and AI and shit like that. Um, and mm. also the geopolitical tensions, you know, America, US, Russia, Ukraine, um, and what that implies for a small country like Singapore, like. Mm. Then, um, talked about how Singapore in the past has defied the odds. You know, uh, there was a time when people said that Singapore Singapore won't make it. Singapore won't make Mm -hmm. it. But what happened, Terrence? Uh, We made it. We made it. But we did. (laughs) But we did. But we did. Yeah. Yeah. So then, talking about, okay, like, um, how, what will, how will we survive for the next 40 years to reach SG100? Will RI likewise reach RI 300? What will Singapore be like then? Mm. And he went on to talk about how people uh, are our greatest asset um, and the role of schools la, in terms of mm. pioneering education, uh, culture of innovation, nurturing leaders. Um, and then uh, he talked about the pioneering spirit to uplift all and gave some examples of previous practitioners from RI 
who mm. instituted new ways of teaching, um, new advancements of education. Um, then talked about certain things that RI is currently doing, like the mm. you know RI Livable Cities Challenge, where it's a student-driven community project, um, mm. where where RI students advocate sustainability amongst primary school students, which I found quite surprising. Then, mm. Mm. um, then talking about how uh to acknowledge that your dad arrived not only because of your own abilities and hard work but because of help from others along the way. Mm-hmm. And to recognize that you have more resources at your disposal and it is on you to help uplift the whole of society. Um mm. and then encouraging, you know, a culture of innovation and collaboration, throwing some questions to the audience like how do we defend ourselves despite our mm. finite strength mm. in numbers? Um shared some stories of notable reflections who uh, are people who graduate from RI, what they're called. And then mm. how the next generation must be rooted in service mm. um, and and to stay uh, steadfast to the founding ideals of, of uh, RI and schools and, mm. and to cultivate just a strong desire to learn. And then mm. talked about, um, yeah, like, you know, being willing to pass on the torch to capable people f- and, and continue that, that culture across many generations. Uh. And then mm. he ended, um, I look forward to RI producing yet more leaders of quality and commitment in service of Singapore to help us defy the odds of history and for us to not to sing another national anthem ever again. Yeah. I mean, he got military background. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I, I did a double tick when, when, when I read that, the, the yeah. transcript of his speech. I was trying to understand, yeah. what does he mean by that? I guess he's referencing the fact that we, you know, we were colony once and, and, and we were, you know, occupied by the Japanese before and we sang different mm. national anthems and all. Uh. So mm. I think he's making a rallying call that, you know, for us. He says, uh, look, let's look towards SG100 and RI300 with confidence. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, that last line also, I was like, hey, wow. Uh, that was a mic drop moments, yeah? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, uh. But even yeah. if you watch the few excerpts of the speech on YouTube, uh, that you can tell the, the 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 gumption that he was delivering with. Like, I wish there was a whole video because after that, there were questions that were asked also by seven mm. students from seven different schools. So, yes. so okay, so how, how did you feel, you know, seeing the headlines and then reading the speech? Uh, I mean, first things first was that the speech was, uh, I mean, it really weaved through the history of RI and Singapore in the speech, uh, right? Mm. Um, so it, it's, he's really trying to plant uh, the school's place in Singapore's history as well, uh, which was, mm. a, I mean, it, it's not, I mean, we can, we can, uh, you, whatever th- thoughts you have about the speech, at least, you know, it seems like that they, they really went in depth into the history of the school, uh, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, uh, I mean, there's a lot of, to unpack in that speech uh, to for for the students, yeah. uh, but a lot of it is a very much. Uh, uh, I think it's like like what you said. It's in this day and age, uh, right? They, it understands. It seems to really try to tell students that uh, you know that that mindset of being the elite leaders of Singapore. Uh, it's not enough. It's not enough to to for for Singapore's future, uh. um, So yeah. it is quite. I would say it was quite a wide-ranging speech that that probably, you know, 20 years ago, you would never have heard something like that being delivered to students, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's my thought. Like, I'm not saying that it's very good or it's very bad, or what, but I just it's it's a sign of the times that, you know, politicians, when giving speeches to 14-year-old kids and all, they are really towing the, you know, not say towing the line, but they are really pushing certain uh, narratives rather than just the usual, the usual, uh, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to think about what's the future for Singapore and all that, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so, so like um, when when I was uh reading it, oh, actually, it was about mm. a thousand students. There were six hundred and fifty RI students, three hundred and thirty-three. Mm. Uh, yeah. So so uh, around there. So like when when I was reading it, you know, like certain phrases, like you know, like RI has a duty to bring others along, let more benefit. Uh, mm. I, I found myself like, hmm, is that a I mean, that's in some way really hammering home the fact that that you guys are, are better and it's your mm. duty to bring society along. Mm. So, that was my inner wokeness. Inner wokeness, I was like, eh, what does he mean by that? But then at the mm. same time, like, um, 
RIA is the oldest school. They have produced alumni who have done like um, interesting shit. Uh, mm. Is that is that a wrong message? Uh, mm. If you are kind of like, you know, encouraging the students to pay it forward to, I like that he told them to recognize that um, you are here not only because of your hard work, but because of a lot of things, like, you know, you mm. have more access to resources. And it's so easy to shit on speeches like this. And it's so easy yeah. to be critical of people like Chan Chun Singh who uh, sometimes is not the most likable when he delivers speeches. Like, but then when I was reading this, mm. I was like, hmm, that's why I'm, I'm con- I don't know. I, I'm, still, I'm still finding out like, like what to think uh, about stuff like that like, or the notion of that okay, Ara is leading the way. It is your duty to bring people along. The practices that they practice now is for 400 per cohort, but what if it could be extended to 40,000? But is that, a, is that wrong for him to say that? Is it bad? Is it, but- is it unwoke? This this sounds like the contrarian in you trying to find something something yeah, bad to say about this issue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm like, ugh. But ultimately, the yeah. message is is it's not a bad message at all, right? Yeah, it's, if, it's if, not. If it's my turn to try and find fault with anything, yeah, right? That's right. It's only at one point, I think, if you look up his the transcript of speech at I think point forty nine where he says, Ensuring good leadership for the long term is a never ending challenge. The quality of our people and the character of our leadership must remain top-notch so that Singap- Singapore can continue to count for more than our size. Then I'm like, wow, bro, that's a humble brag there, right there, man. He's yeah. saying that the leadership must remain top-notch. He's saying that means the leadership now is top-notch, you know. So yeah. I'm like, wow, this, uh, this, uh, he slipped that in. Uh, like, uh, that's like a happy man, meal, so. a happy meal of politics. We feed you when you're young. We feed you when you're young. But and I mean... To to maintain the 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 you know the the narrative that our leadership is top top notch you know yeah 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 that's why that's why like like what like what you said right we are like putting it under a microscope to find things to shit on but then also mm. like why why is there this desire to to shit on speeches like this is it because like right now there is that notion of like oh anything uh, talking to the elites at any age is something that must be like scrutinized to the max because we also. No, yeah, we're also speaking from the context of two people who went to RI who yeah. I won't deny yeah. that I benefited a lot from it um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I won't deny that the, a lot of my best friends also come from uh, RI and RJ um, mm. I mean we fell off the <laughs> the, the standard path of like uh, the, the the corporate ladder the corporate treadmill uh. yeah. I think we, yeah. we wandered off but yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, but yeah. I mean I, I think the treadmill is one thing but uh, uh, the the question is, are you a leader in your field? That's probably more important, right? In my field, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terence. Undoubtedly, yeah. even when um, like uh, how you say uh, even no uh, leader in the field. What what does that mean, man? What is what is the field we're in? Uh, podcasting, uh, right? Mm, coffee shop talk, uh. Kopi talk, uh. Coffee shop talk, Coffee shop talk, We are better than all those uncles in the coffee shops. Uh, just talking we about politics, you know. We got <laughs> mics, you know. Yeah, we got mics. Yeah. We have a subreddit. Yeah, uh, no, but yeah. but I think also the the reason why you and I found this interesting beyond just being RI boys or whatever is that there has been in recent years, you know, RI has been had some controversies about uh, you know, appearing elitist, lah, right? Mm. Uh, I think there was a you know, there's a lot of debate about income inequality in 2019. And and the Raffles Institution was was uh the the name comes up quite a bit lah, right? Um mm. and there's the idea of elitism and, and RI representing la, or being a bastion of the elitism back then, la, you know, with with things that even like Chan Chun Singh has mentioned in his speech, like things like the Queen's scholarship and all that, right? Mm. Um being offered to the students there. So yeah, it, it is I can understand why this speech will be more closely scrutinized than other speeches at other schools at other anniversaries and all that, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, like, I think in even in 2018, uh, the, the principal was trying to, he was giving interviews and all that, trying to say that, you know, RI is not an, yeah, they, they want to debunk the view that RI is an elite school, uh, so to speak. Mm. And uh, yeah, there are all these things that, that have come up in debates in recent years about whether our, our you know, the, whether it's uh, SAP schools or RI or ACS or all that, have become this elite circle that are only open to people who live in the prime areas of Singapore. Right? Mm. So mm. that's why that's why I think this speech has garnered more interest than than usual. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a, uh, it's, it's interesting lah. Because I think one thing that we cannot deny is that even the world of being a student now is very different from how it was back then, right? And you know, just now you mentioned that it is more important than ever to teach empathy, lah, right? How you teach empathy? Who the fuck knows how 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 I I don't know. There's probably a ton of research, but I think. At this point, if you imagine last time we were in a bubble, right, of sorts, mm. but mm. there was no social media, there was no, you just live in your in your bubble, which is good and bad, lah. Now with social yeah. media, if if this culture of like, oh, we are leaders and we, you know, by having going to other schools are doing our service to community, that also feels a bit. You gotta keep that in check, lah. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and that's where we, with with social media, all these things can be multiplied, lah, or or like uh, what's the what's the mag magnified multiplied? I think exacerbated, uh, exacerbated, yeah, for good yeah. and bad, lah, for good and bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but but again, like uh, you know, our perspective comes from like being in RI donkey years ago, that right? Yeah. So yeah, there could be things now, programs now. Maybe teachers are are better equipped to to talk about these things than than they were back then. Because really back then, it for for us, I I just remember my time that it was really all about academic excellence, mm. um, not not say academic excellence, but academic uh um pursuits. Mm. I say excellence because I mean yeah, I was like for example, you know, you know, I was very interested to study certain humanity subjects, but mm. because you know in my secondary two exams I couldn't get a certain score, then they told me, oh, you cannot study this extra subject even if you wanted to, like even if you're interested in it. Mm. And I think, uh, yeah, when you're 14, 15 years old, trying to process something like that, like, hey, I am actually interested to study something. I, I am, for the first time in my life, I I kind of know, like, hey, I, I find these topics interesting. But then being told that, oh, you can't study it because yeah, your, your, your grades in mathematics and science and all that are not good enough. Um, it kind of, you know, maybe it, it kind of perverts your your relationship with, with um, learning. A little bit, mm, mm. and I, I, for me, I mean, just in my my anecdote, my case was yeah, it did it did make me turn me off learning for for a few years, like, You know, and thankfully, like that's something I managed to pick up again later in my life. Not too late, but later in my life, you know, uh, after army entering university and all that. Uh, so yeah, you know, these these things do have effects. The things that you tell students, the way you structure their their curriculum and learning, do have effects on whether they become. Like what the government says, like lifelong learners, you know, and whether mm. they enjoy learning through their lives. So, so now, now yeah. you enjoy learning, lah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I enjoy reading a lot more. Uh, I don't. I think the most important thing is also acknowledging that you. Uh, the first thing about knowing anything is to acknowledge that you know nothing, lah. Right, mm. and that's that's the approach I take with a lot of things these days, lah. That like as much as I've read or as much as I think I know about something. Uh, there probably is like a lot more. There are a lot more people who probably know more about the topics, and you should go and read up and learn from them as well. Uh. Mm. Yeah. Then why every time I send you a new app to try, uh, it takes you like fucking three years to try it. You interested uh, to learn, is it, huh, Terrence? <laughs> no, no, there's other things to do. Le- learning is not just about <laughs> using apps, right? Why is it use apps only means you learn? Is it you use TikTok? You learn? Is it? <laughs> You use TikTok, yeah, you, learn. you lose Facebook, you, you learn, learn, is it? You have to learn how to use what? There's a lot oh, of learning. Try other notion things you can also, do to, must write you can a read, white paper like that. You can read a book to learn. It's not <laughs> just about using apps. Only fans come out, you must use already, is it? You must use to learn, is it? You go and try no, a bit, lah, then you, you learn can be selective, what? Yeah, you can, you can be selective <laughs> about it, what? right? There's so many things to learn. Why is it must learn apps? Apps, straight in, must learn apps. <laughs> Wow, NFT, NFT, big, big deal. Oh, I must go and read everything NFT. Oh, wow, AI, AI. Wow, go and read everything AI. No, it's not how the learning works. Oh, soft point, uh, Terrence. Never huh? criticize Terrence's uh, interest to learn. No. Never yeah, yeah, yeah. criticize. But you no, know, no, that's no, see, the that's you the thing. That's the thing. For you, like, exactly, that's the RI mentality back in the time, like, right? Where <laughs> if it's not useful, what's the point of learning? App is useful. Uh. Learn app. Uh. Learn app. Go and learn app. <laughs> Then see, then I tell you, if I tell you about what I, I was reading yesterday about like some, no. you know, Venetian hey. history or like no, the history about the, the Catholic Church or like, cannot. The, the app, if it can save you two hours a day to help you read stuff that you enjoy, isn't that better? Huh? But so it's not just, ex- not just Golan app, not just hashtag Golan app. 
No, but my, no. my experience is that the learning of the app, I spent two hours trying to having to <laughs> learn the app and troubleshoot every time it has problems. So that's where I'm coming from. Where it doesn't give me, it doesn't free me two or two more hours of my day. Yeah. <laughs> because you never put your whole heart into it, Terrence. Yeah. Your whole heart. No, but you know always, you said- I think for you, there's always like different phases. First is the learning how to use the app. Then after that, you you must customize the heck out of it, right? You must have no, like no, no, no. everything, everything. system, that's, everything placed on. That's why I like the iPhone because I don't need to customize a lot of shit. So, so it's a nuance, nuance, uh, uh, nuance trait, Terrence. Okay, okay, but, okay. But you know, going back yeah. to what you said about not being told to not study a, a topic and all, but that's a mm. Singapore thing. One, it's not just a, it's not just a RI thing. Right? Uh, correct, lah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, right. it's not. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's not just. RI, it's, but I guess. I guess maybe. Uh, if if anything, because RI is so academically focused, lah, right? Mm, that mm. the, the pressure just feels so much more. You know, like like all your mm. friends are you. Use, I mean, it's it's literally that the kind of thing where all your friends are going or they are they are staying in class to study something, and yeah, because your grades were not good enough, you pack up your bags and go to another uh, another class lah, or another room or something like that lah. Mm. You know, uh, especially for languages, it was it was even before there was like you know streaming of languages and all that. Uh, there was already RI was already like preempting by you know by checking your grades and then okay you guys are not so good you guys go to another class and all things like that lah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but that's why that's why RI I have no idea how it is now. I know we have previously had some people uh, message us saying they listen to us for GP, which I guess mm. they are in JC. So maybe they are in RJ, maybe they are not. But I think yeah, it is different now. And and you know the more we talk about it, I think one thing to also highlight is that. Maybe maybe the unease uh, when I hear lines like, you know, RI has duty to bring others along, let alone more benefit. Mm. The one big realization after, you know, coming out of RI going to the real world is that, okay, RI, maybe you are you're good with academics, but life is so many other things. Mm. So, mm. so the same way, okay, like RI, education, academics, uh, you know, bring other people along. But you also need to recognize, everybody needs to recognize that not going to RI doesn't mean you have nothing to bring others along in your own domain, la, mm. along in your own field. La, because, yeah, you go through life, beyond a certain point, your academics don't mean shit. La, whether you did well in school, it doesn't mean shit when you're in the real world. Unless, you work, think, in a, unless you work in a university, la, right? Or you're yeah, there, yeah, or <laughs> then academics mean a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is your world. Don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't go to your academic institution saying, hey, I just heard uh, academics don't mean shit. No. So why you fire me? <laughs> Like, yeah. dude, you're a fucking academic academic okay so yeah. if academic yeah. is not in your vocation or title uh, mm. there's a lot of real world experience like, and, and I think the dangerous thing is when you think just because you did well in school or academics doesn't mean you have other people don't have anything to offer because the yeah there's so much to learn from from each other mm, mm, mm. Oh, well said well said so much so to, much learn, to learn, learn from each other so much yeah. to learn from each other yeah but uh, overall yeah so you think uh Overall, how would you grade Chan Chun Singh's speech? Oh, how would I grade? Uh? I think I think uh, it was uh, knowing that he's giving it to like the future generations of Singaporeans. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was it was it was okay lah. It was I after reading the headlines uh, of the articles, I'm like, oh shit, how how is this going to turn out? But I thought okay, it's it's more well more rounded than I than I would have thought. Uh, yeah. So let's see if yeah. I have a kid in RI, the kid listening to this, I'll be like, okay lah. Still, still need to discuss some stuff, but not yeah. like wow, la we. The the best thing that came out of this for me, the whole thing was a comment on Reddit, you know, like uh, about the article, you know, bring others along, not separate yourself from the field. The comment mm. was, is this why RI minister bring ACS minister to rent bungalow? <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, zing! Oh, la we. Fucking mic drop, man. Mic drop, mic drop. drop. Yeah, if you if you don't yeah. know the context of this, you can go listen to our previous episode. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. But you, I, I think how, one, you, how would you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, not bad, like, Not bad. I said, I said, uh, it didn't, it didn't smack of like yeah, like, elitism and and yeah. Although it weaved in a lot of history of RI and 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 how RI is such a spe- you know it's a special school and all that. But it weaves into the larger context of, of Singapore's history or so. So actually, it was a pretty good speech. And uh, I mean, the one, yeah. I mean, if you look at the transcript, the one word that, that is in all caps, you know, I think because, I think, I don't know how he delivered it, but probably it was meant to to be really emphasized to everyone uh, was the word uplift. 
Mm. They have it as all caps in the in the written transcript. Uh. So it tells you something about the the emphasis of what what he's trying to say, lah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean in the transcript. You can imagine him reading it, blah blah blah, blah. uplift, uplift. How <laughs> are you caps in the transcript? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe even strange. for the writers, they're like, okay, uh, Chan, Chan, Chun Sing, just make sure you emphasize this word. Yeah, make if sure there's one word that you cannot you cannot yeah, fuck correct. around with. It's this word, uplift. You must use the yeah. word, okay? Uplift. Yeah. Correct. If there's one thing to take away. And to shove down the students' throats, it's uplift, the concept of uplift. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Correct. Cool, man. <coughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, speaking of uh, uh, history and, 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 and change, the rising tides and changing, the changing, uh, the world that we, we live in changing, um, there's also something that has been around for donkey years that is changing in Singapore. Mm. Uh, yeah. Something that I think a lot, almost everyone will recognize, but uh, it, you not sure if you'll miss it when it's gone, but what is this thing? It is the red sign that you often see around protected areas in Singapore. Mm. Uh, that you know the red and white like Basically, there's text no admittance to unauthorized persons, and in different languages or the four main languages. Then in the middle of the rectangle, there's this silhouette uh, of a guard pointing a gun mm. at another male individual yeah. with his hands up. Yeah. And I'm sure even just by hearing that, you you know the image that we are talking about. Mm. Um, so the latest update is that uh, come 15th uh, May 2023, oh shit, two days ago, um, the Singapore police is updating the design uh, for the next five years. So, mm. so during the transition period, you might see some of the old, you might see some of the new. But what is the difference, Terence, in the silhouette in the middle of the diagram? I think the big difference is there's no longer, you know, one guard pointing a gun at another person, but it's just a, an image of a, a guard standing in, um, I don't know what to call it, in in Sadia position, position. Uh, holding uh. a rifle, uh, you know, uh, like literally just standing there. Uh, kind of like, imagine like the, you know, the, the NBA silhouette of like mm. someone like standing there bouncing a basketball. But mm. this one is like the soldier version. So a soldier just standing there facing the camera and holding a gun. La. So yeah. it doesn't look as, um, I mean, on first glance, it doesn't look as threatening as the old photo, la, right? Which yeah. literally was a gun pointing at the person with their hands up ready, la, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, I mean, if, if just to explain to people listening who might not know what the sedia position is, it's uh, at attention. La. So feet together, Standing up straight mm. with rifle. La. So, yeah. so <laughs> the previous design was <clears throat> implemented uh, back in 1998 under the Repealed mm. Protected Acts and Protected Places Act. Mm. Um, and the police said it's timely to refresh the design. La. And the main reason, apparently, uh, which was covered in the news, was um, the reason why they wanted to update the, the graphic was to have something that is more representative of guards on duty. Mm. And I find that fucking hilarious. Why? Because <laughs> you mean like you mean you need to tell people, oh shit, our Singapore guards are not uh always in a position where they have a gun pointed at someone with their hands up. <laughs> That's yeah. not representative of our guards on guard duty, guys. <laughs> Most of the time our guards are standing at attention with their rifles pointed in the sky, not at someone else. Mm. So I find that so damn hilarious. And like you, like, I mean I don't know, this is meant to be a deterrent, right? Yeah. <laughs> the new one just doesn't feel that deterring. La. Yeah, yeah. The new one feels more like, um, okay, la, yeah, la. it's just someone, someone standing at la. attention. Yeah, that's why. There's someone <laughs> watching. <laughs> yeah. It's the kind of silhouette that, yeah, I would look at and I point to my kid and say, oh, that's, a, that's what a soldier does, la, stands there like this, you know? But it it's doesn't look like, as fearful. It doesn't look as scary as the... The one where there's a gun, potentially a gun pointed at you, lah, right? Yeah, it's almost like a fo- a photo moment, lah. You know, like those British mm. guards. Yeah. Um. Uh. You go there and take a photo. This is why I feel like what what gave rise to this? Like, uh, is it because gun pointing is generally frowned upon now? I guess. Gun violence, uh, Because of gun violence in the in the US in the Western world, it's a very sensitive topic, like, Is it? But actually, the 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 thing is, the truth is that um, you know, even in the military and all that, there are rules of engagement. Um, so to get to the point where you're pointing a gun at somebody, uh, there's a lot of steps that have to happen before that, right? You know. Mm. Uh, so 
maybe what they're just saying is that uh, they're not saying that you'll get a gun pointed at you just for entering the area, but but uh, you know, you will. There, there are people on duty watching you, lah, right? You will have a conversation with someone at attention, uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then they will yeah. decide whether to point the gun at you or not, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They even changed the text. Previously, mm. it was no admittance to unauthorized persons. Now is force may be used, yes. no entry for unauthorized persons. Yeah. So, so changing admittance to entry, okay, smaller word, easier to understand, good. Force may be used. Mm-hmm. I guess because when you see the guard in position like that, you're probably thinking, oh, he looks like a peaceful guy. And then you read, oh, yeah. force may be used. <laughs> I need to be careful. Force may be used. Whereas the previous one was like, you fuck around, you'll get a gun in your face. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing about the, the previous one was that uh, you look at the guard uniform or whatever he's wearing. Mm. Uh, it looks more like, it looks like he's wearing a beret more than anything. Mm. Like than a helmet or whatever. And, and a belt. Uh. And a belt. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only discernible things you can see on the silhouette of the guard. But this new one, you can see that this guard is uh is wearing like full battle, almost like full battle order kind of. Not only does he have his rifle, but he's got like hip bag and then that looks like a revolver on the side and all that. And you can tell very clearly that he's like wearing like army boots. Uh, got the, it has that, you know, the, the, the garter and holding the pants and all that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it is a, it is a more a more accurate representation of what a guard looks like, la, right? Uh, but but and maybe that's the thing. La, they don't want it to make... Maybe they also don't want it to look so comical, like a guard wearing a beret and a belt, holding a gun and pointing at a person who goes, ah, that kind of thing. La. There's almost like a comic element to it, la, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't like it. La. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, it's easy to understand. Like this new one, you're looking at it, you're like, okay, he's got like a bumps on his legs and all, then <laughs> yeah. you have to... You have to <laughs> play it. Man. Oh yeah! Oh, it's a pocket filled with stuff, and then his shoulder has a bit of bumps. Oh, he's got, the shoulder he's got all his snacks. Ah, uh, inside <laughs> his left pocket is all his M and M's, Milo, Milo cheesels, the the Horlicks and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it just felt like well, the purpose of this is to be like, even in the dark, right, in low lit areas, you want to be able to see it, right? Yeah. Then this yeah. one, it looks like one of those. What's that? Ro- ro- um, Roshank test, uh, You know that that Inglot Ro- test. the Roshesh, yeah. Roshesh, yeah, Roshesh yeah. test. Mm. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Roshesh? I Roshak? something like that. Roshesh, the Inblot yeah. test, like Inblot test. Yeah, the Inblot test, yeah. Oh, iconic, yeah, this one. I'm, mm. I'm quite sad. Like, I get the gun violence thing, I get rules of engagement where, yeah, you shouldn't just be pointing guns in people's faces. But, mm. hmm, interesting. Uh. Maybe it's also because, um, you know, but. The protected areas and protected places, they are only for sensitive installations such as military camps or and immigration checkpoints. Mm, I thought mm. it would be stuff like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, the is- I guess the Istana also. Basically, not, not places where you would bring like kids to, like, right, for sightseeing yeah. or something. And suddenly yeah, see that and your sure. kids like, oh, mommy, why is the gun being pointed at the stranger? Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. It's kind of... But it's true, like, I think maybe maybe a general or someone very high-ranking, like, Point out the obvious like, hey, does do our guards look like this? Do they wear berets and, and belts like this? Do they carry these long rifles with that you know, now we're like Star twenty one and all that, right? Yeah. Um so in 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 some sense this new uh this new silhouette, you can't see the shape of the gun per se, like. you can see the shape of the barrel and the and the butt of the gun, but you can't see the body. Right? So if they change the rifle next time to a longer one or what, they don't have to update the image also. Like. Yeah. Mm. In some mm. ways, that's that's smarter also. La. Whereas the previous one is very clear. It's that kind of very long rifle with a rifle sling and all that, right? It's not a SAR-21. That's for sure. But then, but then if they want to say more representative of guards on duty, yeah, equipment-wise mm. and all. But you want to say, you look at the guards, who stands at attention all the time? Sir? One mm. leg will be like balong long one side, or maybe mm. they're like slouched a bit. So this one, this <laughs> one it just feels like, can you imagine they really aggregated the posture of every guard uh, on guard duty in Singapore like NS, NSS and all that and came mm. up with the image I think it'd be very different la. yeah so be interesting so I wonder if there's someone that no I wonder if there's like one particular soldier that they used uh, for the model to la. get this silhouette la, for real. <laughs> you know like how the police has one there's that one uh, uh, policeman who does the stop stop uh, yeah, uh, shop theft sign yeah, right theft, and he got right, famous right, yeah. from that uh, I'll be very curious to find out who the soldiers, who switched soldiers' silhouette this is. La. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> interesting, uh, interesting. Just I was just surprised, lah. I was just surprised when I saw this. Yeah, I, I, I had no clue that this was in the works at all, lah. Right. Yeah, that yeah. This correct. needed updating. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool, but yes, uh, let's move on to the one shot comment. And what is your one shot comment of uh, these last few days? My one shot comment um, was by longtime commenter Jungle Jimbo eighty eight, who mm. uh, in response to my disclosing of the fact that during a recent medical, I came to know that I actually have a suspected third nipple. Yes, uh, he actually used ChatGPT to create a poem. To mm. celebrate my discovery, yeah. Um, and he gave it a very detailed prompt: compose a poem mm. to celebrate our friend Harish's discovery of a third nipple in the form of an iambic pentameter with references to the villain Sakramanga from the James Bond movie, The Man with the Golden Gun, and explain why people may have a third nipple. Uh, and give a source of <laughs> information, like So, fuck, man, dude, it it churned out like uh, like thirty thirty lines. Of a poem. Yeah. And then like yeah. other redditors wrote haikus and Jungle Jimbo also gave like specific um quotes of, of why third nipples come about. La. So I really, really appreciate the effort. Yeah, yeah. It's really a thing, la. like uh AI creating ent- uh entertainment, uh talking about you. So it's really that's not, my thing. That's, that's, that's not my thing. That's not my thing. Okay. That is not people my thing. People talk about you. That is the thing. <laughs> people talk about me. Uh, that one sometimes can be my thing. That one I enjoy. That one uh, I enjoy. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Certain, certain things. La, certain things. Certain things. It's a tool, mm-hmm. Terrence. It's a tool. Yeah. 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 But what about you? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the just the comments on our last podcast which were about uh, was about the the ride out, ride out gate, lah, so to speak. I think, uh, you know, everyone, there's a, uh, everyone's calling it, I, or at least not everyone, lah. I think people, some people have christened it the, uh, the ride out gate, uh, about Shamugam and Vivian, uh, getting the, getting those, colo- staying in those colonial bungalows, lah. Mm. But, uh, I think one of the Furby bot, Furby underscore bot, uh, brought up, commented saying during this episode all I thought about was this video of Vivian debating Shan and uh, yeah they provide a link to a video which is a pretty awesome video I think from the 90s or 80s or 90s where a very young uh, student version of Vivian Balakrishnan was debating a very young uh, minister Shamugam mm. uh, in a televised debate from, from donkey years ago and it's really quite quite amazing to watch right? you really see uh, you really see two two uh two people who eventually become political allies uh in the early days sparring sparring with each other beforehand uh. yeah 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 and and I think and, like Vivian had a very good reputation of being a spar a good sparer la, right yeah correct correct that's right yeah this was like uh yeah long time ago man uh I think Shamugam they said Shamugam, Shamugam was then thirty one years old yeah. Mm. It's kind of crazy, yeah. Uh, you think about it, yeah. This, this, and this was an interview from what, almost thirty, thirty three years ago, I think nineteen, nineteen, uh, ninety, yeah. Thirty three years ago, Ooh. pretty crazy, Ooh. yeah. So do check. Now it they out. can debate on their walks, lah. <laughs> right, they can debate <laughs> on their walks. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, like twenty seven, right out, how? Huh? Oh, twenty eight, oh, twenty eight, twenty eight looks good. Oh yeah, what are you doing with your five hundred, uh, two hundred thousand square feet of uh home? Yeah. 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 Interesting. 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 How crazy how far how far how far we've come. But uh yeah. And then your one shook thing. What is your one shook thing? Uh my one shook thing is uh is the trailer for Dave season three. I think in the past what my one shook thing has been about the show uh Dave, which was a Mm. series uh on FX, which you can see through Disney Plus also. It's a comedy mm. series written and starring uh, Little Dicky, the mm. the Jewish rapper, who yes. has made some awesome videos in the past. And he did two seasons of this show that I really, really enjoyed. And I thought it was going to end. Mm. But then now it's a season three. The trailer came out a month ago. Mm. So I'm pretty damn stoked. And oh shit, the show is out already April, uh, April 5th. Oh damn. I got to get on that. Mm. Um, yeah, so so it's just, I mean, his trailers are always ridiculous. La. So yeah. the season three trailer is 
not doesn't doesn't fall short. So yeah, mm. it's cool. That's cool. What about you, man? Um, I think the my one short thing is the uh one of the product reviews of a locally made uh not locally made a Singapore. I guess you can say is it a product made by a Singapore company lah. Mm. Uh, and this product is the is made by Dyson, and that mm. is the um what, what is it called? Oh shit, I can't I can't pull it up. But it's basically Dyson has created a set of headphones, mm. uh, noise cancelling headphones that also has a mask at the front that doubles as an air purifier, and it blows clean air. It sucks in uh air from from the the actual ear cups of your headphones uh-huh. and then it filters it and then after that it blows the air around your nose area. So, oh, uh, to shit. be, to be, uh, I think, I just, I just want to get the name correct because, uh, a Dyson Zone, yeah, the Dyson Zone headphones. So, yes, it's, the product is out now. In fact, I've seen advertising for it um, on bus stops in Singapore as well. So, you know, it started, when it was first announced, people were like, what the hell is this thing? And they really thought it was an April Fool's joke, right? But the mm. product is literally out there for you to buy now. I think it's pretty expensive. It's like 1,000 USD, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and the interesting review that I read, uh, I watched about it was by none, none other than MKBHD, man. And the oh. headliner, and the, and the title of his video is, this is the dumbest product I've ever reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> so... At first, I was like, oh, God, is that some clickbait title where where he, you know, it's not as bad a product as he, he says it is, but but he's just saying it's dumbest just to get people to click on it. But no, he actually uh, bought the device. He used it. Uh, he got, doc- I think he got uh, someone who's trained in, you know, someone in the medical field to come and talk about whether the benefits of having air purified and then, and then, and then um, a wash in front of your nose. Mm. Uh, so yeah he really breaks down why he thinks this is a dumb product <laughs> to buy <her. laughs> yeah um, and then I think towards the end he says you know he 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 makes a point about that this isn't about selling this product because you know nobody's I mean only people who want to flex thousand dollars will buy it but he makes a point that it's, it's a loss leader in the sense that it's meant to just get Dyson in the headlines uh, for the engineering uh, but how many units that actually sells another thing uh? Oh, so it's almost yeah. like just like putting on the market what should be a prototype, lah. Almost, yeah. Like you know, one yeah. of those craziest prototypes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but he, but he makes the, he makes very good points in that you would think that oh, it's very good that you filter the air around your feet into your nose. But he's he makes an argument that it's actually even worse than than what uh what solutions there are now, like wearing a mask or anything like that, lah. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a very good product review in the sense that it's it got a clickbaity title, but it he does do his uh, what he needs to do a proper product review. Yeah, wow, solid. Huh? Yep, MKPHD, yep, yep. cool. Yeah, cool man. Cool man. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Yeah.